This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends at Stridal. It's time to get out of the group chat and buy yourself the horse of your dreams today. Click the link in our show notes to see how you can access affordable horse racing ownership with Stridal today. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. Cashy, joined by Nick. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Hopefully for a better week again this week. A um, couple of second place. Uh, oh, don't even talk to me about it, mate. We're like the, the first week, shocking. We were just right off. This week, we walked in full of confidence, and as we should, but not as much confidence as we should have had because I went second, second, scratched, second, fourth, sixth, first, second, First, and then over at Flemington, second, second, second. I walked out with an account full of bonus bets, essentially. Yeah, unlucky, mate. It's a bit better than me still. So a great game. Well, your best bet got up. Best bet got up. That uh, that multi got up. So it was not too bad for us. But um, we had it into Jimmy Star. Yeah, jeez, oh, it could so have been even better. Could have been even better. But um, I decided to leave Jimmy Star in just for a little bit of extra cash because I was like, nothing's beating this thing. Unless it was an absolute shocking ride, and guess what happens? $126 on Bang. the post. Bang. Made me sick to my stomach watching it on the big screen. I was screaming. We're in a <laughs> lightning delay for cricket, a tactical lightning delay. And I um, was watching it, and I was screaming at my phone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, other things to touch on from the day, just a couple of them. Uh We'll start with Flemington because there's only one major thing apart from Jimmy Star. We'll discuss that a little later. But um, Riff Rocket, oh my goodness me. Derby winner doing that first up over 1,400 metres. Just ridiculous. Yeah, didn't see that coming. I think it was paying like nine or ten bucks. Um, King Colorado looked like it was going to be the, the best chance there. Oh, and it did. In the race, it did everything right. King Colorado yeah, stalked so Riff Rocket. Around the corner, like, as Riff Rocket started to, you know, press the button, King Colorado just followed him, and they came to... It's exactly what he should have done. The exact right tactics. Just follow Riff Rocket all he goes, let him card him into it, and then they got to about the 200 mark. They came level. I thought, King Colorado's going to go whooshka here. Uh, but no, Riff Rocket said, come catch me, and then ran past all of them and got up, and like I said... Ridiculous for a horse that should be a stayer, considering it's a Derby winner, doing that over 1,400 first up. Yeah, it's a bit like Solcombe's win in spring when it won first up as well. It's a bit yeah, of a stayer really as well. Yeah, really big price because no one expected it to get anywhere near yeah, it and then all bit, of a sudden bit, comes out. Bit and of the same. Everyone thinks it's running for a bit of fitness and then came out and win. I think one of my mates is on it um, at cricket, so shout out to him. Yeah, another thing, uh, we'll go to... Um, Back to Ranwick, I saw something that I was very impressed with and I made waves on social media when I claimed the very next day, fangirl, best in the country. Try and change my mind. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to either. But fangirl is the absolute best in the country. You're so full of it, mate. Mate, did you see what she did? It was ridiculous. Oh, it was good. It Dogged was great. Passed him. Didn't even. I didn't even get broken who, into a run. Who did she race against? Think it over. Buckaroo. Past it. Think it was past his prime. It is. Yeah, oh, I think fan, Fangirl, good run, but 
There's no way you can say, in my opinion, Brightside's better, Imperatrice is better. Like, Would you have said, though, first up, the who Brightside raced against in the CF4, do you think that that was a harder field, the Pride of Jenny's, Buffalo River, Pericles and the likes, and Ayrton, do you think that that was harder or a stronger field than Fangirl faced on the weekend? I think the field's not too dissimilar, but I think Pericles... And Pride of Jenny is a step up from um, Think It Over, think it over and Buckaroo and Militarise. Uh, I don't know. I think the argument's there. I think I, if look, anything, they're on similar. I don't think I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, dis- I don't disgrade her run at all. It was, fucking, it was fucking insane. It was amazing. It was a great oh, run. Winks-like, mate. Yeah, winks-like. Come on. Oh, no, get mate, off it. Come mate. on. Get off it. That was winks-like. Just jogged. Oh, my god. Completely gosh, jogged. You're kidding me. I'm not, winks she, like. I'm not saying she is Winks, but it was a Winks-like You're saying she's the best run. horse in the country. I, I, I Look, I as soon as I saw it, I commented delusional, as many people would have said. I put it on my account, I put delusional. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think it's a bit of a stretch to what? You've seen Brightside do it, literally, every single, like, except for a couple that Pride Jenny got, but Brightside has dominated the for the last, in every big race. And then Fangirl has come back and won one race and you put her above. I just couldn't believe it. Same with Imperatrice. Has not lost. Imperatrice has not lost. What's Imperatrice up to? Like nine straight now or something? Or nine from the last ten? Or? So that's not helping your own argument. I don't understand. But uh, my, my thoughts is Imperatrice, like in Brightside, their last few starts, like yes, they've gotten the job done because winners win, as we've discussed many times, but far out they've made it look tough. Like, but Fangirl just did it with absolute ease, arrogance, didn't get out of second gear at all. That was like... Have you ever seen them do that before? That was Winx like... Have you ever seen them do that that before? Well, no, but I I think she's in for a huge prep. If she continues to do that... I agree. You're only as good as your last prep, all right? I agree. She's a great horse and that was a fantastic run. But to put her above Brightside and put her above above Imperatriz... I just can't do that at the moment until I, think, I see more. I think she doesn't lose this spring. So I can't uh, see anything I, being... Look at, oh, not the opinion, autumn, I think the opinion's fair, but to go into it and say, you can't change my mind and you're defined on it, that's where you lost me. It's, <coughs> that's why I commented delusion. Didn't like the arrogance of it? No, it's, it's arrogant. It was arrogant. I need some water after that. Bit of a reality check for me, but I'm, I'm just unconfident. I think... She's I thought I, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the, video, I, I literally when I saw the video, I thought, oh, he's he's doing the, uh, like I thought he's clickbaited, like, he's clickbaited for a bit of views. And then as you walked in, we talked about it. I said, did you do that for views? He said, no, I'm 100 percent serious. I'm like, Fuck, are you serious, mate? But then I, I was like, you know what? I knew I know we were gonna talk about it on here, and I stopped and I said, we'll talk about it in a minute because I didn't want to get my delusional. Is there any other horses you think you'd be? That would be in the conversation apart from Imperatriz and Brightside? Or those three stand clear above the rest? I think they're pretty clear. You want to throw Alligator Blood in there. If um, or d- you got more horses, obviously, without a fight. You got... I think it's it's tough in racing because it's, you they're got all so many, different but distances, you know? Like, it's you're never going to see Imperatriz race against Brightside and Fangirl, and you're probably never, ever going to see them race against... Without a fight, unless they both went to like a Cox Plate. But my so. my my thought process here is, I feel like 
you're trying to replace, and it is probably we need to touch on it as well. We didn't. We were eventually going to touch on it. Yeah. Uh, you're trying to replace your love for a horse, and it was very elegant. Was your last one, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, sad news during the week, obviously, and I think you've you've been trying very hard to make it fangirl, and then she's had that run, and you've done it. That's what I think. I don't know. I hadn't really thought of that because I made that claim before. Very elegant. I I, no, I I understand. I understand that, but still, I still believe what I said is true. And then, um, if Imperatriz was Nature Strip and Nature Strip won nine in a row, you would say Nature Strip is if, if Nature Strip won the races, Imperatriz is won just because it's Nature Strip. Just because it's Nature Strip, you would have said Nature Strip is the best horse in the country. Yeah, I think there's a, I, me. That's a good point. I think you've got some bias in this. I've caught, been caught up in the name. You're maybe. getting caught up in your... You get like this with some horses. I'll be honest. I'll, you can see it, punters. And all of you know it. I think someone even commented, stick to Osmosis champ. Like <laughs> You fall in love with these horses. They're good horses. Don't get me wrong. Like Osmosis is a good horse. And fangirl now and very elegant. But you get very caught up. And I feel like... Fangirl is your new very elegant replacement. Not that that was a replacement because she had passed, but because she had retired. Uh, maybe. I, I hadn't thought of it from that. Maybe subconsciously. Maybe. maybe uh, oh, his point may be uh, turned. Oh, well. But um, I guess, yeah, we were going to wait uh, a little bit later in the show to touch on it. We, uh, we debated whether or not we were going to open it before even the sting went for the theme song or if we were going to touch on it, but we just decided to... Give her her own time before we really get into the rundown. Shattering. Shattering, shattering news. Very elegant. Dies during childbirth over in Europe. The foal doesn't survive either. So there goes very elegant and her potential legacy to live and race on in blink of an eye. Very sad. Yeah, it's, it's upsetting. It's um, yeah, it's very sad to see. I, re- I really appreciated though when I texted you, you were like, oh, how are you? I was like, oh, I tried to palm it off. I was like, oh, Claire's real cut up. She was. Shout out Claire. She was very cut up about it. And you're like, no, no, no. How are you? No, I, I knew. Like, oh, I knew. I appreciate that. I knew you'd be upset. Um, I don't really have too much emotional connections into horses as much as you do, but um, I know you. Yeah, really like that horse. So. Oh, it's because she, she hooked me. Like I genuinely, I wouldn't be this passionate about racing if I hadn't come into contact with that horse. Like. One of my first big wins on the punt was her winning, then went on to win Caulfield Cup, and then, of course, that was all during COVID. So won a lot of money on her, and that was just, I like this horse because I've won a lot of money on it. And then first time we actually got to go to the races, her first chipping Norton, you, me, and the boys down there on the post, and, like, I can't remember now if it was Colette or someone else, like, looked home for all money, and then all of a sudden... Very elegant because she just the way she was just so gutsy. Flew, got the job done. I was on her again. It was half winning money and it was half like, fuck, I love this sport. Like that's hooked me. Like I'm chasing that feeling of just like figuring out a winner and just like watching fast horses run fast. It was just incredible and like that would probably yeah that of the Melbourne Cup goes down as my favourite very elegant moments. Do you have? a moment that sticks out from her career, mate, because she was pretty important to our pod for the f- when she was racing. I'm, I'm wearing her silks in our, uh, in our art for a reason. She was my favourite horse ever. and But, yeah, like she, 
she was one of the original mock horses. So do you have any memories? Um, yeah, probably that Chipping Norton, um, Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup was up there. I wasn't on. Neither were you. Uh, I just had my loyalty the bet cup. twenty bucks. It wasn't my tip, but I was but, glad um, you got up. Yeah, probably that first Chipping Norton. That was I think it was my first race day or second yeah, it was race day. Of us, like we hadn't been to races before on a Saturday yeah. to a big day. Yeah. No, it was um, it's pretty upsetting to be honest, but it's all a part of it. Unfortunately, part of life. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know the circle of life, nature. Show must go on. Very sad the timing as well. Next week I'll be attending very elegant stakes day. Very, they say it's going to be a very somber event now. They're planning a big sort of tribute to her. Um, my thing, I, I just thought it was sad. Never got. Cu- Never got to come back to Australia because she was sent over to Europe to race and breed there. And I was surprised that she breeded over there. And I, I'm, I'm sad she didn't get to uh, be serviced by Frankel. That would have been a super baby, in my opinion. Mm. Frankel, ex, very elegant. I was, re- ugh, was really looking forward to Very Elegant's kid and Winx's kid going head-to-head, Queen Elizabeth Stakes, in a few years' time. But not to be. Uh, we'll move on, mate. Anything else to touch on? No, we get we get into listener questions on a bit more of a we get back into yeah. a ha- happier note. Back in the happy. Um, we talked about it before, Jimmy Star, Craig Williams from Uncle Camo is Craig Williams overrated in big races so far as Mister Win on Jimmy Star, Giga Kick, and Sulkham. Um, geez, he can butcher some. <laughs> Look, like I, there was a question when Giga Kick's race came out, and I said, "Look." You've got to like you can a jockey has got to react obviously to how he how he the race happens and I understand that and I'm no jockey in it I've got so much respect for jockeys and um, we've spoken to jockeys before and we know how hard it is what they do but from what I've seen recently about twice now in Jimmy Star and Giga Kick has gone complete different plans to. How it's been trained, how he, how Craig Williams has been told, it's kind of tough to keep backing him, so like backing him up. I backed him up until the, just kept going with Giga Kick and said, look, unless he's gone against the orders, which has come out that he did with Jimmy Star, it's making me think, geez, maybe he did go against the orders for Giga Kick as well. It's it's a tough one. Like- I don't think he's overrated in big races. So Solcom's not his fault. I'll Solcom, say that Solcom's one. Not Solcom his just fault. always misses the start. That's not Craig Williams' fault. Um, Giga Kick G. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it was his fault, but that ride did a number on him. Giga Kick's not racing until the spring, so a full year out. Uh, Jimmy Star. Um, the I think the argument against it is like, yeah, he went against the instructions, ridden upside down, not a leader. Uh, but his argument was there was no pace in the race. Like, he's the best horse in the race. He should be able to win from anywhere. And I, th- I think that's a solid argument. Like, if he's good enough, he should have been beating that field, let alone a $126 horse. But, again, but the, the, I but can't back up the fact that he went against instructions. As a jockey, like you again, do I'm, as not you pot, I'm not potting a jockey. Yeah. I'm not saying that I can do what you do, but you're supposed to ride to instructions. Like, the way I look at it is... Trainers train these horses. The jockeys don't train the horses. The jockeys ride the horses and they ride to instructions because 
they probably don't know the horse as well as the trainers know the horse. The Eustace Camp, uh, not Eustace, uh, Ma, Ma Camp, Camp now yeah. it's only Ma, um, have trained Jimmy Star to be a midfield horse. It's That's why Mark came out and said he's Pure run-on horse. Pure run-on horse, follow and then kick home. And those are the instructions and he's gone out and taken it to the lead and you, the rest is history. I kind of like, it's hard because I'm like, well... My first of all, the question is: Is he overrated in big races? No, he's been on Brightside. Brightside's yeah, won plenty. He's going to come out and he's going to win another Group One on Brightside this week. So I scrapped that straight away. He's not overrated in big races. I think he has a tendency to not when he, I think when he's in a panicked manner and he has to make that quick decision when he's racing, he doesn't make the right decisions. And I think every jockey does it every now and again, but they. A lot of jockeys and a lot of good jockeys don't get it wrong in the big races. That's what I mm. think. To get it wrong, that wasn't necessarily necessarily a big race, but yeah, I, a big race in the punter's eyes. A lot of money was lost. Yeah, dollar twenty. But um, I don't know. From my point of view, strike one, strike two. I think if another one Solcom, comes along, Solcom is not months, a strike at all. Yeah, no. Solcom, so Solcom write that off. Gear kick strike one, Jimmy Star strike two. If another big chance in a race comes along and like goes against instructions, and I don't again, I'm not potting a jockey, but in my experience in life, if you continually do things like that, you get a bit of a reputation, and then that could look negatively upon him. But again, I'm not writing him off completely to answer the question. Uh, we'll move on. Alessandro, he said, I know this isn't horses, but he just wants to know why isn't Carlton the premiership favourites? I'll let you take that one. I'm not going to answer stupid questions on this podcast. Why are Carlton not the premiership favourites? Because that's the way it should be. They're not. They're not good enough. They suck. Yeah. They had their best year last year. They went further than they should have. They shouldn't be premiership favourites, plain and simple. They might win the premiership, but no bookmaker is going to give them odds on. Why would you? Yeah. I don't know if that was a tongue-in-cheek kind of question. But come on, come uh, on, brother. We'll move to Daniel Come Haro. on, brother. Uh, uh, topic I'm quite passionate on, and I'll try my best not to go on a ramble streak. I've been discussing it with a few people on Twitter. Twitter, sorry. Twitter. Oh no, it's X, actually X. X now. Shout out Mickey Gannon uh, from SEN Track. I discussed it a bit with him on X. Uh, what does the racing industry need to do to get crowds back to the races and youths invested in races and yada, yada, yada? We always go on about it in the industry. I'm sure we've answered this many a time on the pod. But just, Nick, I want you to give your thoughts. Has it changed from the last time we've discussed it? Oh, it's, I think autumn, like spring they've done. Spring's all right. They can probably get away with spring. I think they need to drop the prices of alcohol, which they won't do. Inflation, inflation, inflation. Yeah, it's too expensive. You're paying twelve bucks for a beer there. Like it was fourteen bucks for a Canadian on the weekend, I think. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. You know what I mean? Like you're better if I like these days, if I was going down to the track to be with my mates and have a drink, I'd it's honestly better off to go to a pub, get still expensive, like eight dollar schooner over there, save half the money. You know what I mean? Like, it's probably a bit better. But um, do that. The acts that that follow have been good in the past. They probably lacked a bit this spring, I thought. 
The musical acts. Yeah, I thought the year before they were pretty good. The autumn one's even worse. They've got the same people every week. Autumn sucks. It's it's not a rotating, it's the same. Autumn sucks. I can't remember if it's Hot Dub Time Machine or if it's Furnace and the Fundamentals. It won't be Furnace and the Fundamentals. I I can't remember, but I know it's one that they've had before. I think it's Hot Dub. If I'm... Furnace are pretty good. if you want, but I'm pretty sure Hot Dub's playing every week. Like, so there's no real incentive to go just for the concert because it's every week. No, nah, they need to. They need to bring a big DJ. Oh, oh, sorry. What, what did I say this time last year? Get Fred again. You can't get Fred again. You're not going to be able to. But like, geez, imagine if you got him. There'd, there'd be a lot of people at Randwick Racecourse that day. Uh, it's a bit different though because if you get that kind of de- demographic in, like a lot of people probably do a lot of silly things when there's trouble. It does attract trouble. It's one thing the members don't love is the trouble that are. Uh, the big music acts attract post races. No, I um, I don't know. It's yeah, they need to bring something. I think the dropping the price of drinks would help. Um, bit more advertising. I don't see any advertising for horse racing. Obviously, That's there's, mine. there's gambling wars, but um, you don't necessarily have to advertise gambling with it. Yeah, the but marketing and the presentation of races is stuck in the eighties. It's fucking dreadful, in my opinion. Excuse my French, but um. Especially when it comes to marketing towards the youth. You see no real advertising around racing apart from come Everest time and it's still even not that much. It's like racing's allergic to social media, in my opinion. Like, if you want young people to come, you've got to be seen where they're looking. It's social media. Um, And just the presentation of racing sucks. Like, you're not focusing on the things that racing's all about like yeah there's the gambling side we've got to make sure people gamble but also embrace the stars embrace the trainers embrace the jockeys embrace the horses like in my own opinion i don't think i should be looked at like an idiot for you know going to the races to see a specific horse because i'm a fan of that horse you know people pot me for being fans of a fan of osmosis it's not that long ago that people were going to races just to see singular horses. Like, again, I'm not saying Osmosis is Winks, Black Caviar or Maccabi Sorry, can we Diva. get that? What did you say? Osmosis is better than no, Winks. No, no, no. But, like... No, no, and that, no. And, th- and those weren't the only horses back then. There were many more horses that people would go specifically to see them. So I just think that marketing sucks. That's where it needs to start. Market to young people better and they'll come. All right, we'll wrap it up because there's a bit of rambling going on here. Um, just a reminder... Give us a like, rate, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all of the above. Do what you have to do. And a big shout out to our friends at Dabble. Yes, join the 27,000 plus punters following us on Dabble now. All the uh, tips we give in this podcast, you'll be able to click one button, copy that button straight into your bet slip, and you can put as much as you want on. But when doing so, make sure to gamble responsibly, set a deposit limit, and think about what you could be buying instead. Use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know. We sent you. All right, mate. Track, currently a soft seven. It was a scorcher today. Set to be a scorcher tomorrow. So it'll probably dry out, but there is rain predicted overnight, Friday to Saturday, and on Saturday morning. So I'm predicting that it's going to be a soggy track. But, again, you never know what these weathermen could end up being good. Just be aware that you need to find horses that can get it done in either the good or the wet. Rail in the true position should be as fair as fair gets. Race one, 1,500 metres. Farrow's rain here. I was on a... A few weeks ago, she ran a solid third behind Black Duke. 
and her issue was mostly just the shorter distance. She gets better the further she goes, uh, and the jumping distance by 150 metres here should help immensely. Clark should get her into a nice position, get behind the speed, cheeky each way play. I believe it's paying about $9 and $3 a place. Arrows rain all the way. Yeah, I'm on Descendant Tail, uh, $12 and $3.80. Last start, second place. Um, looks pretty good for me behind Invincible Legend. Dill Gibbons, let's go. Um, that'll be mine Dill. the first. Head over the second, Highway. Pretty hard one. I'm sticking with Belvedere Boys. Going to forgive its last run. Fourth place, last start. Uh, gets the extra 200 metres. Only missed out by just a length and a half. So $3.90 will be my tip for the second. Uh, Vino Lass. Likely raced, full of improvement to come in my opinion. Uh, from the look of her starts to date, she seems like she could be a horse that could eventually eclipse highway class um, and has only ever won in, sorry, run in the wet. So if it does get soggy on the weekend, she'll be fine. Um, only query is she's never gone past 1,100. It's 1,400 here, obviously. But her first up run suggests she's got the run in the legs. So I think if she does, in fact, get out that distance, she'll be hard to beat. She is also at a very nice price of the $9 to win, $3.30 to play. So I'll take that all day. Race three. You've got She's an A-lister and Dipsy Doodle, mate. Those are the horses that share the top of the market right now. They're both currently circling around $4. Dipsy Doodle, fantastic prospect. But the word is she might be running on uh, Canterbury Friday night. Even if she does go to Saturday, I think she's an A-list as the horse to be with. Um, beat my best bet last start in Tintuki by the bob of the head on the straight, and that made it three straight wins, um, all of which were just as impressive as the other. Really knuckles down in all of them and just gets the job done. Bjorn as a trainer, absolutely flying. Like I said last week, he's training at about a 33 35% win rate at the moment. So, I mean, he's going to win every third or fourth race. I think this is one of those ones he's going to win. Um, also $4.20 to win for She's an A-lister. I'll happily take that in third. I'm an extravagant star here. $5.50, $2.10. Um, it's come back from a spell. One, it's the last start before it went back. It'll be mine. So um, head over to race four. Really like this race. Silver Slipper, 1,100 metres. Another big race going into the Golden Slipper. Yes. Um, espionage, straight charge, probably a lead favourites. Erno's Cube, probably been forgotten about lately, but um, this is the chant. This is probably its... It's race um, before it probably gets a, a cross to its name for the Golden Slipper, in my opinion. Uh, Celerity as well was the uh, big favourite. Or not big favourite. was the favourite going into... Was it just the off-fet favourite? Sorry. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. Just second, second, sorry. Second favourite going into the race last week. Comes out to $13 after that fourth place start. I think we were both on that horse as well. Um, I have to be with Espionage here. $2.50 for the win. I just think it gets over straight charge just by the smallest of margins. It's pretty pretty tight between the two. Um, like I said, Gay absolutely dominates these races. So espionage for me. Yeah, look, I'm going to have a two-player in these races. As we, like, we like to do in these two-year-old races when we see one that's short and then one that's at a huge price because we've done it a few times already this year. Hopefully I can land another one here. Um, first play, straight charge. Speaks for itself. Second in the Breeders' Plate. Win the Drinkwise Plate. Late last year, could have gone to the Magic Millions. Didn't. Got kept on ice to make sure it was ready to peak come Golden Slipper time and not use its juice too early. So $2.60 for that. That'll be my first place. Second is Gatsby's for Chris Waller. Uh, Waller's two-year-olds have been running really well lately after a bit of a slow start. You know, we've all seen what Switzerland's been able to do at the races. 
Um, and he has been trialling super, Gatsby has. So, considering he's on debut here, unlike a lot of them, he won't have the fitness edge, but there's going to be a lot of intent to win because he's going to need to win if he wants to be there on Golden Slipper Day because I don't see him making his way up the order of entry in such a short amount of time if he isn't getting the job done in a race like this. There's not going to be many other races that he's going to be able to go and perform well in um, if he's not doing well here. So he's at $34 to win, $5 to play. So I think that's worth cheeky $2.55 each way. And if he gets up, you owe me a beer. As we move on to race five, stacked race here with a lot of the country's B-list stayers. Uh, usually I'd be on one of the bigger names, like the Entente, the Lofts, the Canberra Entente. Legends of the world. Jeez, Entente. He's a, he's a big one in the mock circle. But um, So United has the fitness edge and is absolutely flying. Won two races really well so far this prep. Uh, likely this is the race that they had in mind. Maybe one more start after this, I would think, or... I don't know, I can't comment what Gay's cooking up in her head, but um, they definitely would have had this race in mind because uh, it's been on ice since that great win up in the Gold Coast. So $10, I'm keen to have a play on him. He'll push the front, kick hard, and can definitely end up in the money. I have to have an each-way play on Anton. I have to. It's one of my no, favourite horses. Uh, $27, $6.50. I'm pretty sure I've d- done that back, maybe not last year, the year before, so many times, and it used to always just come Second or third at like seven dollar place odds. One of the more consistent horses going around that spring that it really uh, jumped off the page. Probably peaked, but it's probably dying down now. How old is it now? Seven. So yeah. Anyhow, um, my tip will be Diamil four dollars. I think it'll be the best chance in this one. Um, coming just behind Marquis is good enough form for me to go off. So J Mac hops on, and it'll be my tip. So head over to race number six to fourteen hundred meters. Benchmark a hundred. Um, Marquis is your favourite, $3.80. I'm going to have to get off here after that last start. I wasn't too, too happy with it. Um, lost three lengths to the winner. I'm going to go with Robusto here. Um, two J-Mac horses in a row, the J-Mac Waller Combo, $5 and uh, $2 for a place. Last start came second, um, 0.2 of a length behind, not even going to attempt that horse's name, and then won the start behind that. So be my tip. Marquess or Faulkner Park? That's the question I was to, um, tossing and turning with. How could I possibly pick between the two? They're two of my more favourite uh, high benchmark listed horses going around. But luckily, the distance shows for me. Faulkner Park gets over much longer. This should be a fitness run for it. Can get in the money, but I can't see it winning over 1,400. You watch, it'll come out and win now. So Marquess gets the 1,400. Uh, so $3.90 for Marquess. Happy to take it. Also carries feathers. Well placed here. Race seven, you've got Lady Laguna and Zoo Gotcha. Is it a two-horse race, mate? Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. Zoo Gotcha, uh, I'm going to just steal your words. Zoo Gotcha is going to be my tip at $4.80. I think, um, yeah, she's too good to, to leave out. I think she's a great horse and Waller really treats her very well. Um, it's probably one of Waller's top mares at the moment, apart from Fangirl. Um but yeah, it's going to be mine. And then if she, the only, I say Lady Laguna will run top two no matter what. But if Zoo Gotcha, I reckon if she's at her best, she can win. But if she's not at her best, she'll fall outside the top two. So I don't, that, that's where I'm at with the, is it a two horse race? Zoo Gotcha brings her best, she wins. We've seen what she can do at her best. Last spring, didn't fire a shot. But I feel like that's because my sneaky suspicion always was, Trying to be a sprinter when she's not just to have that backup sprinting um, 
option for the Everest for Waller. Luckily, um, Espiona came along and took that off for him, even though Espiona also not really a sprinter, but was able to sprint better than Zugotcha was. So if Zugotcha can get back to the more typical distances we've seen her at in the past, she can have a really big prep. But I've got to go with a horse that has the fitness edge on her no matter what, Lady Laguna. Um, also loves wet track, so if we end up with a soggy deck, she'll absolutely fly. Sheila just needs to let her go. The old saying, let fast horses run fast. Um, at $2.20, she's short, but she's one of the more confident bets of the day, if I'm quite honest. I just think uh, with the form she's in and the fitness edge, she'll be able to nail uh, Zoo Gotcha. Um, take us race eight, mate. Race eight, I'm going to keep it pretty simple at the 1400. I'm going to be on Tom Kitten. Um, I'm going to forgive its first start. Falling three and a half lengths behind Cabalas. Um, it's a good horse. Second up, it's probably better than first up. It's um, had two starts, one win and one third place. So hopefully that first run goes just as fitness, gets the extra 200 metres, hopefully runs a bit better. Tom Kitten for me. It's at a good price as well if you want to back it punters where I think. Um, if it wins here, it'll come back down because probably the $2, $2.50-ish. So $3, $3.20 is probably a good price to have. I got the blinkers on for one horse, one horse only. Celestial Legend. I said in the season premiere that it was going to win a Group One. Uh, this prep, uh, probably DJ for that. If it doesn't perform well here, I can see maybe it only winning a, a listed race. This prep, but um, uh, fitness just gave out last start. So added fitness, added distance. I think he can make it in the money. If not, win at seven dollars, two dollars forty to place. He's moved to race nine. Very interesting race here, mate. At the eleven hundred meter mark. You got Broodnell, Frilled, Derry Grove, and Renosu. Why is that interesting, you ask? Because these four horses were all in a blanket finish and they finished within a whisker of each other. Uh, I heard the photo finisher had a bit of a nightmare separating them all. Uh, two weeks ago at Randwick, very evenly matched by the handicapper on that day, and they are again here. Uh, Derry Grove gives six kilos to Frilled, but I have to be with him. Loves the wet, loves the distance, absolutely flying. Solid each way price of $6 to win, $2.20 to place. Have to take him on here, Derry Grove, for me. I'm taking Frilled. Um, like you said, probably good chance, good race it was last start. Um, but yeah, thrilled for me. Has only missed the win that on one, time. and there was that time. So as we head over to the last boys um, benchmark seventy eight, your favourite here is gently rolled, which I know you like, mate. Which we'll get into in a minute. Um, I'm going to be on true crime. I'm going Kim Moore. I know um, like we discussed it before. It's trialed really well. I'm going to come across $21 and $5 for a place. It's going to be mine. The last I do like that horse, especially if it's wet. It's a swimmer. But um, I've got a problem, Nick. For the fourth week in a row, I've gone the favourite and the get-out stakes. I'm getting boring. I'm getting very boring, but Gently Roll just looks too good for me here. Uh, comes off a nice win and meets quite a few horses that he beat in the last start. Um, drawn to do no work. Should get in a good spot in transit. Can go in all conditions. Should be really strong late. $3.30 to finish off the day. As we move into the tip-off, mate... Um, three races the tip all down in Melbourne again we've got the Blue Diamond we've got the Futurity we've got the Oakley let's just touch on the Oakley and Futurity quickly before we get into the main event of the Blue Diamond the big two year old race a lot to unpack there but we'll keep it pretty short and simple I would think with the Futurity Brightside versus the world does Brightside get it done or not um, if Brightside wins I might have to tip someone else for a place for our tip off Brightside wins Punters, um, trying to see what the va- where the value's at. I'm going Brightside win, Buffalo River, uh, 
top four, same race multi. You should get around 280 for that. Um, and Buffalo River is going to be my tip for the tip-off just because uh, loves Caulfield, loves the distance, was able to challenge Brightside over this trip and conditions last start, hopefully does again and manages to get in the money and gets me two and a half points. That's essentially what I'm doing. We're pretty even still. Um, we're only a couple of weeks in, but I need to start getting points and I'll get more points for Buffalo River placing than Brightside winning. Yeah, I'll take Pericles for a place, $2.15 for a place, but Brightside wins. Winners win, mate. Uh, race nine, Oakley Plate. Probably one of the more open editions yeah, of the uh, Oakley Plate one. I've seen in the last couple of years. The last few years, there was one or two horses standing above the rest. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I said it um, not last week, the week before. Asphora is one of my horses that I'm following pretty closely. So I'm going to I'm gonna back her here, $5.50, $2.15. So, um, yeah, give her a go in her first one. She came second behind Kalos, who's paying $13. So... Um, interesting, but we'll wait and see. Eleven hundred meters probably suits her a bit better. I mean, it's a strong race. Um, not on name value, but I think they're all they'll all be strongly matched because they're all B to C list sprinters within the country. No real A listers coming here, in my opinion. Uh, the real interesting prospect is King's Gambit at four dollars forty. Your favourite fifty kilos carries absolute feathers. Uh, if it runs as good as we've seen it in the past. Should be winning, but will it? Very inconsistent from what we've seen in the past, so I just can't trust it. Um, instead, I'm going to be going Shripper. Shripper, however you say it. Um, absolutely flying right now. Well placed here. Gets in well at the weights. Climbing the grades very, very nicely. Has managed to snag a listed win and a Group 3 win in her last two, his last two starts. Sorry, uh, Should push forward. Hopefully finds his way into the money. If not win, $9.50, $3.10 to place. Gets up. Gladly take those 13 points there. As we get to the Blue Diamond, mate, the main event. But, of course, we like to touch on these key facts and stats. Have you got them in front of you, mate? Yep. All right, mate. Here are the key facts and stats that you need to know before making your pick in the Blue Diamond Stakes. Uh, this is typically a boys race. 15 of the last 23 winners have either been a cult or a gelding. 19 of the last 23 winners have won their lead-up race. A favourite hasn't won the race since 2016. Barriers four and five are the most successful barriers in the last 40 years with six wins apiece. And barrier six has not ever produced a winner for this race. Yes, that's what I found in the um, race. Bodyguard. Bodyguard apparently has to create history there. So, I mean, again, one of the more open editions of this race that I've seen in recent years. Of course, as is typical with this race, you come into it with a couple of short favourites that you think, yeah, they're winning. And then a value horse ends up running over the top, as we've seen in the past. Little Bros last year, Dormier, I believe, was the year before. And then um, oh, Artorius, the year before that. Um, so, I mean, you've got Coleman that sticks out as the $3.80 favourite, the boom horse. You've also got High Octane and Lady of Camelot. Those are the ones that everyone's talking about. But just don't be surprised, punters, if someone comes out of absolute nowhere and runs over the top of them here. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, it's hard. It's a it's a big one going into. This is where a lot of the um, money is going to go for slipper. So watch closely. Um, if you see a horse that runs well and it somehow gets a start in the slipper, by all means, it, it could be a good shot. It's two year olds are very very tough, but um, yeah, I saw Ben Mellon come out and absolutely talk up Coleman and say Coleman is as good 
as it can be. He's going to win type of thing. It's everything but a M word. Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm very very intrigued. What are you thinking, mate? Uh, look, it's just, it's so open. I mean, you've got Coleman, high octane bodyguards, spy wire. They're all great chances. But there's one horse that sticks above the rest for me, and I know that it's usually a boys' race. But Lady of Camelot, uh, she couldn't have been more impressive when yeah, on debut. I think I'm agreeing with you here. She mate, was so good. Uh, had fantastic sustained speed, which, as we know by now, really important in these key two-year-old races. You need to be able to sustain the speed the whole way and not have that engine give out. So Adam Hieronymus goes to Melbourne as well, specifically for this horse chasing a new ride after he got kicked off of Stormboy. Um, so, I mean, there'll be a lot of intent to win here because if he does well here, he'll be of sec- he would have secured another really top ride in the slipper. Um, I think $4.80 is a gift in my mind as I believe she should be favourite. I'm not saying she's guaranteed to win. You can't say that in punting, but I was just really surprised she didn't go up favourite here. So, I think she's at least $2 more than I expected. So, I definitely think that's an edge here. Up the Lady of Camelot. The other problem I see here is um, two-year-olds travelling. You never know how they go That's with travelling. as well. Um, but I will be with Lady of Camelot as well. It's probably one of my favourites looking at the trials. Is your top girl coming out of the trials? So, and then Manal beat her. And Manal was my... Um, Manal came... So yeah, beat Manal. No, Manal beat her in her first run. Oh, yeah, of course. You're talking about the, the plate, the gym crack. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, okay. Sorry, 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 yes. Way to disrespect me like that. Sorry, yes. Lost my train of thought. Well, you're talking Camelot. about the last start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the gym crack. Disrespectful. Lady of Camelot. Done. Done. Shake hands? No, I'm not touching that. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, around the grounds, I'll keep it pretty simple. Uh, All reliable, Dunkel on the first in Caulfield. He's super horse. He'll be winning no matter what weight. He has on his back. He's just that tough. He's just that strong. $3, good enough for me. Caulfield race six. Gold Trip is back at the races at $2.60. The race is short of his best distance, but, I mean, look at the field. You think that class just has to carry him a long way here. So $2.60, I'll be taking Gold Trip, and that's about it. There's nothing real else around the country that spooked my interest. Fair enough, mate. I've only got... Um I got two, sorry. Revolutionary Miss, $4 last at Caulfield. And then Boom Talk, race six at Doomden. Lovely. Quaddy, we've got Zoo Gotcha, Lady Laguna, How Good Are You, and Le Gavare in the first race, race seven at Rose Hill. You've got Tom Kitten, NCAP, Celestial Legend, He-Man in race eight. Red Card, Libertad, Frilled, Derry Grove in race nine. And race ten, we finish it off with Gently Rolled, True Crime, High Blue Sea, and Dakota Varum. Uh, $50 gets you 19.5% as always there. Best bet around the country, mate. If your money's going to one horse and one horse only, who's going to be? I'm, uh, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck. I'm, I'm really thinking behind um, espionage. Who do I pick? Which one? I can't. St- Which one do I pick? What's the other option? Or um, Zugotcha. Interesting. Short or value? What does he go here? I'll go espionage. Best of the day. Fair enough. I'll be going Dunkel, Caulfield race one. I'm not waiting around. I often go him, and he's usually in those early races. He's done me well before. There's not much else I can say. Long-term listeners of the podcast know uh, how many times I've followed him and how successful he's been for me. So Dunkel will be my very best bet of the day. 
can't really decide what my best at Rose Hill would be. It's a very open day of racing. Anything to say before we head off, mate? No. Good luck. Good luck, punters. We'll see you next week. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone...